You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. That's right. This train is building up ahead of steam each and every day that we are on. So what I want you to do is grab your ticket, get on board, enjoy the ride. This train is going to take you on a journey, turn some corners, and maybe pick up a few passengers along the way. So what do we have on tap for today's episode? Even I don't know that. So the best way to find out is... Tune in and enjoy the ride of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. And we're about ready to get this train on the track. So stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It is your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. So glad you could join me for this Mother's Day edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Hope that you are treating your mothers well. Of course, every day should be Mother's Day, but this day is set aside for the mothers. So a lot of the background music that you hear will be played by female artists. Yep, that's right. Going to hear right now. I'll let you know her name, Brittany Atterbury. I also believe she's a mother. So, happy Mother's Day to you too, Brittany. Hope you're enjoying your day. Hope you're being spoiled to the fullest. Hope you're being set aside and honored as being the woman and mother that you are. So, once again, happy Mother's Day and welcome aboard the A Train Sport Talk Podcast. This is your host, conductor, once again, Anthony Smith. It is so glad to be back as your conductor. Hope you enjoy the ride. Today's show, well, a lot of it is going to be centered around females. That's right. Uh, we're going to take a look at WNBA. Not so much the score or the games. Of course, the season did start over the weekend. But I want to look at some players. One in particular, Diamond the Shield. You know, oftentimes in life, we talk about great comebacks, you know, sports, especially the greatest comeback. Uh, think about Buffalo Bills against Houston Oilers. They came back to win that game. Think about the plays on the field. But how often do we stop and think about the comebacks in life? You know, we have setbacks in life. We have struggles in life. We have things in life that we have to overcome. Well, there is one player who definitely is a comeback player. Not just on the court, but also in this game we call life. Who might this be? Diamond DeShields reveals spinal tumor surgery, painful recovery for the 
first time. This story is also courtesy of Yahoo Sports. Diamond DeShields has the best comeback story no one knew about until now. When DeShields won the NBA title with the Chicago Sky in October 2021, no one outside her immediate circle knew just what 20 knew that just 21 months earlier she'd undergone a nine-hour surgery to remove a rare benign tumor that was compressing her spine. No one knew that she'd considered retirement while trying to recover, dealing with tremors she couldn't control. In an interview with ESPN's Holly Rowe, the 27-year-old DeShields, who is now with the Phoenix Mercury, talked about her struggle for the first time, revealing her diagnosis, the grueling recovery process, and the championship trophy she achieved after overcoming such enormous obstacles. Rare tumor and risky surgery. At the start of the 2020, the Shields had an MRI. Doctors found a grape-sized tumor on her spinal cord called a lumbar spinal trinoma. It's rare, accord, account, it's rare accounting for just 5% of all spinal tumors per ESPN. It was benign, but the shields had to have it removed. If it grew, it could compress her spinal cord even more, which could cause pain and paralysis. But having it removed also could cause paralysis. Not only were the doctors operating in an area with many delicate nerves, the tumor itself could be intertwined with the nerves. The shields knew the risk going into the mid-January surgery, but she didn't expect the three-hour procedure to turn into nine hours. Dr. Edwin Ramos, who performed the surgery, told ESPN that the tumor was intertwined with some of the nerves, including the ones that led to her feet. But her feet were far from the only problem. Tremors and painful rehab. The Shields began experiencing tremors not long after she woke up from the anesthesia and Crosby, director of basketball operations, and the head strength and conditioning coach for the Sky, was by her side at the hospital and saw them firsthand. Said Diamond would get tremors. It would get so bad where her whole body was seizing to the point where she got tears rolling down her eyes. But she can't speak, Crosby told ESPN. And she's clawing at her face because she can't control her hands. We're just trying to make sure she doesn't hurt herself. And we couldn't predict when they were coming. You can't see it. All of a sudden, it was there. Jill said the tremors were incredibly painful, and she was also experiencing intense pain in her feet. Six days after the surgery, she began rehab at an inpatient facility where she started by learning to walk again. But to the Shields, learning to walk wasn't even a point. The goal was to learn how to be herself on the basketball court. I'm not trying to learn how to walk, she said. I'm trying to learn how to run and jump and defend and do all the things that, you know, a basketball player is supposed to do. The pain didn't matter. The Shields was laser-focused on her goal to the point that nurses at the facility put an alarm on her bed to stop her from constantly getting up to do extra exercise. 
joining the WNBA bubble. The Shields continue to rehab, but everything changed in March when the COVID-19 lockdown began. She could no longer work with the Sky's trainers in person. Rehab continued by video, but by late spring, the Shields had to decide if she'd go to the WNBA bubble. The Shields admitted to ESPN that she was far from ready to play. She couldn't run in a straight line, and one of her feet was numb, and she didn't know if she wanted to tell her teammates that she'd been going what she'd been going through. Despite that, she felt she had to be there. She said, I need my teammates more. They probably need me right now, the Shields decided. Not only was I dealing with what I was dealing with physically, she said, there was the Black Lives Matter movement, the COVID night, the COVID pandemic, all this loneliness, this isolation. And I just need to be around them. I needed to support in the camaraderie. Once she got there, she got up early for extra practice. Crosby set up a curtained area near the sideline in case the Shields had tremors during the game. She had to work hard to stay balanced and even killed because she would have tremors if she got emotional. But she played. She played in the sky's opening game. Despite being far from fully healed, she would have stayed longer if she hadn't taken a knee to her thigh, limiting her to just 13 games before leaving the bubble for treatment. Championship triumph. For the Shields, 2021 was different. She appeared in all 32 regular season games, starting 22 and averaging 11.3 points and 26.9 minutes per game. Her average for the playoffs were lower, 5.5 points and 15.7 minutes. But she was a vital tool off the bench for the sky. And when she raised the trophy above her head, the tumor, the surgery, and the painful rehab was really all I was thinking about, she told ESPN. Jills was traded. Mercury in the offseason, and they had no idea about the tumor, the surgery, and her painful recovery. The Mercury still wanted her on their team, even after the Shields and her agent told them everything. Now, after sharing her story, she's ready to claim her future. Says, I have a lot of expectations moving forward, and kind of getting this off me now, the Shields said. I've been sitting with this for a long time, you know. And it's time that I put it behind me. I'm healthy now. And I expect a lot. Even in her tweet, she says, my only hope with sharing my story well this part is to inspire anyone who feels that life has dealt them a hand they see no way out of. You will get through it, whatever it is. Lean on those you love. Never lose faith in God. That sister, I say amen, hallelujah. What a way to end that story. The story of Diamond the Shields. What a magnificent story of being an overcomer. If I had to say this, there is a such thing as an epitome of someone that lives out of scripture. I'm pretty sure she would tell you this right here. Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yes. So, tell you what I'm going to do. 
if I'm getting back into the hang of this. Wow. I am going to pause and take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to have some more because I'm going to be focusing on Women's Sports Day. This is Mother's Day. And like I say, the music that you hear in the background is leading me into and out of break. It is done by female artists. I hope you enjoy the music band as well. Hope you enjoy the content of this podcast. This is your boy Anthony from Agents Football Podcast. Enjoy the ride. I'll be right back. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Wanting to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail. To get your ad or sponsorship rant on this podcast. Once again, A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. That's right, it's your host, Dr. Anthony Smith. Enjoying the Mother's Day, even though my mother is transitioned on to the other side. I'm still appreciative of my mother and all the things that she has done. All the words of wisdom she imparted in me. You can never forget your mother. And as my pastor would say it like this, he says, as long as I'm living, my mom cannot die because she put too much into me. So, welcome back to my next segment of the show. Uh, another female artist there, same one, Kim Scott. Golden. Do you recognize Kim Scott, not Jill Scott. Kim Scott. Let's don't get that twisted. <laughs> <laughs> We're shedding light on the females. And 70 plus, close to 80 days is a long time to be detained. As we know, over the weekend, the WNBA season got kicked off. But there seemed to be a missing piece to the puzzle. 
We are BG. Mystics call for Brittany Griner's return in post-game statement. So, what was the statement made? Let's find out. The WNBA season tipped off on Friday night, but did so without one of his best and most influential players. Her peers ensured that wasn't forgotten. Phoenix Mercury Center, Brittany Griner, remains detained in Russia after the country's customs official allegedly found vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. Griner was returning to Russia to play for UMMC, and I'm not going to even attempt to butcher that word, where she makes the bulk of her annual income out of the international break in February. Russia invaded Ukraine shortly thereafter. And just bear with me as we pull my feed back up. Throughout the day, players posted prayers and thoughts on Twitter and stating it's time for the star to come home. Earlier in the week, the U.S. State Department changed Griner's status to wrongfully detained, meaning the government is now actively seeking her return. It is also it also opened the door for players, teams, and the league to make noise about Griner after working to keep it quiet for the past few months as it was in the MVP candidate's best interests. The Washington Mystic players were the first to issue a statement as a team after their season opening win against Indiana Fever. They played the first game in the night, and players particularly Elena Della Dawn, no Brittany from winning gold medals, Team USA. Natasha Cloud, one of the league's most outspoken advocates, read the statement from the locker room with her team around her. It has been 78 days since our friend, teammate, sister, Brittany Griner, has wrongfully been detained in Russia. It is time for her to come home. Know that we are watching. We are paying attention. We are BG. And as the story continues, the Mercury honored honored their star with t-shirts featuring her initials and jersey number. Her initials is BG. Her jersey number is one that is retired in baseball, 42. I had to put that plug in there. That 42 is a very sentimental number. Sandy Brondello, the former Mercury head coach, was asked about her after the New York Liberty's opening win at Barclays Center on Saturday night. Brondello, who coached Griner all but one of the Stars' nine seasons, grew emotional talking about part of my family. In her tweet, she said, The Liberty snapped the Suns 
nine-game win streak against them with tonight's win at Barclays, 81-79. Sab leads the way with 25. Howard adds 16 and Wickham 15. Before the win, Coach Brandello paid homage to Brittany Griner. And I believe I have a little feed here. And players around the league mentioned her in social media posts on Friday ahead of opening night with the same meaning as the Mystics, Mystic Group's word. Heading to shoot around this morning and had to take a moment for a quick prayer. It has been 78 days since BG was wrongfully detained in Russia. It is time for her to come home. And that's come from Natalie Akonwa at Nat Akon. That's at N A T A C H O N. And the hashtag we are B G. And there's numerous other tweets, which I'm not going to read all of them, but know that there is a lot of support going up for Brittany Griner. As the story goes on, it says the WNBA Players Association account asked that all start today thinking of Brian. MLS Players Association posted in solidarity around the time of first tip. So as you can see, she's getting a lot of support. WNBA, MLS, which I do believe is Major League Soccer. And they even issued a tweet, MLSPA. It has been 78 days since Brittany Griner was wrongfully detained in Russia. It's time for her to come home. Know that we are watching. We are paying attention. Hashtag we are BG at the WNBAPA. So there is a lot of support going up for Brittany Griner. And I think that's going to be one of my poll questions here. It says there is a big, there is a BG42 decal on all 12 WNBA courts. And every market is hosting a heart and soul shoe dry activation to honor Griner. The event was launched by Griner and the Mercury hosted the fifth annual when in April while Griner remained detained. Moving right along. So before I do move along, I will in my description, I will have a hashtag and I want everybody to jump on board with this. It will be my description. Probably be my poll question or be a statement. One or the other, but it will be free BG42. Free BG42. Hashtag. Hashtag that. Candace Parker says she's treating this year as her final season in the WNBA. Chicago Skyfall, Candace Parker, doesn't have 
much more to accomplish in the WNBA. She's a six-time All-Star, two-time MVP winner, two-time champion, the last of which came with her hometown team last year. Parker, 36, is in the final year of her contract with the Sky. And says she is treating this year as if it will be her last. I would love to get her on my podcast as well, too. That seems like a pretty strong hint at retirement. Parker did not directly use that word, but it seems clear that, at the very least, she's going to strongly consider retiring after this season. Parker hasn't really In the words of, it says, Parker hasn't really made it a secret that the end of her career was coming soon. Meredith Cash at Cash 22 When I spoke to Candace Parker in March, I asked her if she's excited to welcome young stars like Aaliyah Boston, Catelyn Clark, and Paige Beckers to the WNBA. Her response was, Yes, I'll be watching from the sidelines, she said. Whitney Medworth at Is Whitney. Sorry about the quality, but uh, Candace Parker says she's operating under the assumption this is her last year. So let's see if we can pull up this sound feed. It's always nice when you pull to pull up something and it's not there. So what we're going to do, we're just going to get back into this story. After spending the first 13 seasons of her career with the Los Angeles Sparks, Parker left to join the Sky for the 2021 NBA season. Parker was born in Missouri, but moved to Naperville, a suburb of Chicago at a young, young age and grew up in Illinois. Parker accomplished her biggest goal in her first season with the Sky helping lead the team to a championship. Put that under her belt. Parker doesn't have much more to cross off on her list of career accomplishments. She's never won back-to-back championships in the WNBA, so perhaps that can be her final goal before she hangs up her WNBA sneakers for good. So what do you think? As I lead out, will this be Candace Parker's final year? Well, there's only one way to find out. Stick around for the season. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I will have some more for you. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. This is Boyle and Casey.
It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. I want to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship ran on this podcast. Once again, A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Women in jazz just blazing a joint on it. This is a Reagan White song. A song called Punctuation. Yes, I'm giving the ladies some love. This is Mother's Day. And I think my last segment, I think, is very fitting that we feature this as the last segment in my podcast. Is how three WNBA players balance careers and motherhood. Oh, it changes my perspective on life. This story is courtesy of Scooby Axon USA Today. So let's just get on into this story. When Cheyenne Parker found out she was pregnant last year, there wasn't much discussion about how it would affect her playing career. Instead, Parker thought there was no way she was going to miss this WNBA season, determined to make it back by the time training camp started in April. The Atlanta Dream forward could have waited until 2023 to return after giving birth to a baby girl in December. Not a chance. That was never an option, Parker told USA Today Sports when asked if the thought entered her mind. But Parker and almost dozen mothers that compete in the WNBA, balancing motherhood with the stresses of an athletic career that can take them from home and meaningful relationships can be demanding. But they push on, determined to set an example for not only their children, but other working mothers who might be in similar situations. Las Vegas ace forward, Dorisha Hamby, and Washington Mystics forward Tiana Hawkins know exactly what Parker is going through, both having children during their professional careers. All three spoke with, with USA Today Sports about those challenges as the season opened Mother's Day weekend. This season, the WNBA season consists of 36 regular season games with half on the road, taking them away from their families, Parker. Ambien Hawkins are planning to 
take their children on some trips this season. Parker, who is entering her eighth season, says her life has changed for the better, and she has a sense of fulfillment knowing that her daughter, Naomi, will be with her every step of the way for the rest of her career. Her spouse and her mother are also helping and will split caretaking duties when she is traveling. It wasn't easy. It was definitely a journey. A lot of long days and hard work. When I am tired, I just push through the fatigue. We are known for mental toughness and fortitude, so just being able to do that and realizing that nothing really compares to birth. It gave me this extra drive, Parker said. It changes my perspective of life in general. I used to be like, bald is life, bald is life, but now Naomi is life. Parker started getting her body in shape for the season immediately after giving birth. The hardest part, Parker says, was getting down to her playing weight. She is listed at 193 pounds on a six foot four frame. But by the time she started to focus on her training, she weighed 180. Parker hadn't been that light since college. And her mother was there to help. Every morning, she started with a shake with nutrients and vitamins to stay hydrated in order to produce breast milk, along with meal preparation, which was essential to meet her weight goals. Next up was six weeks of physical therapy to rebuild her core muscles to withstand the physical toll account occurring when playing in the post. Three to four times a week, <clears throat> she did drills that put up shots to regain a feel for the game. I had to do that because when I gave birth, my muscles were gone, said Parker, who said she has regained about 85% of her strength and stamina. That has been the toughest thing to get back, but her trainer wanted Parker to slow down the workouts, telling her to trust her new body. Parker wasn't hearing any of it. I had to tell her, lady, I am on a mission, she said. So, motherhood in the pandemic wobble. Motherhood took on a different meaning when Hamby and Hawkins took their children to the so-called wobble in 2020 after the coronavirus pandemic forced the WNBA to reconvene at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Hamby's daughter, Amaya, now five, made the adjustment easily. It was both rewarding and difficult. I know it was a learning experience for both of us, said Hamby, the two-time WNBA sixth woman of the year. She didn't quite understand in that moment what was going on, but I feel when she is able to look back, it will be one of those things that, can, that we can talk about. She made the time a little bit easier. Amaya, who Hamby lovingly calls my little Parasite <laughs> was the star of the Wubble, interacting with teammates and opponents alike. She has become an unofficial part of the Aces, a fixture at workouts, practices, and games. But the Wubble had its downsides as well, from being, isol being isolating to making it difficult to find things to do. Hawkins said the Wubble was an adventure for her son, Emmanuel, now six, because it was something new to him. While her plate was full, including helping her son with his schooling, Hawkins did have time to think about the social climate. The murder of George Floyd had happened just two months before, 
and how it would affect her son in the future. The WNBA dedicated its first weekend of games in 2020 to raising awareness for justice reform and voting rights. There was no mental escape. You couldn't do anything, and you were just surrounded by the same people every day, Hawkins said, about her time in Florida. It was just basketball every day. Before showing up in Florida, during the pandemic's early days, and when a mask mandate was in effect, Hawkins said she and her son were at a grocery store in Maryland when Emmanuel noticed a child with a mask covering his face walking around the parking lot with a toy gun. There's no more in the mask and the gun, too. But Hawkins quickly put a stop to that notion and explained to Emmanuel why that wasn't a good idea. The sad truth about being African-American is you have to be mindful of your skin color, she said. It could be one day, at any given moment, he could be punished for having dark skin or brown skin. I can't allow him to be naive about things like that. I have to prepare him for what's to come. Daniel is a happy-go-lucky kid, easily transitioning from smiling at everyone to showing off his skills on a lacrosse field. Hawkins says she will try her best to be there for games and the support she gets from her team, from her fiancé and mother in helping him become a strong black child is a paramount and allows her to focus on the court. Camby says being away so much is the most challenging part of motherhood. Worst part is not giving Amaya all the time in the world, Hamby said. I am on the road a lot. I am mentally in and out, just depending on the work schedule. She has helped me navigate this experience. Finding other support systems. The difference in compensation and travel between the WNBA and the NBA has been a discussion point decades, and the WNBA continues to try to make strides in improving those areas for players. The average WNBA salaries last season was 120648 according to Yahoo Finance. The new CBA ups that to base salary to 130000 with Diane Taurasi of the Phoenix Mercury and Seattle Storm teammates Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd having the highest salary in 2022 at $228,094. Players can make up to $650,000 in salary, bonuses, tournament play, league, and team marketing deals. The WNBA is making sure that mothers in the league are supported more with expanded benefits for pregnant players and those returning to play after having a child. Even though Parker has was adamant about Playing the season, the league gives players alternate alternatives in case they want to sit out and also provide benefits to help ease the cost of child care. In the collective bargaining agreement reached in 2020, players received their full salary while on maternity leave, up from receiving half their salary under the prior CBA. A $5,000 chair care stipend and two-bedroom apartments for players with children are also provided. Mothers are given comfortable, protected, and secluded space for nursing and access to refrigeration for breast milk. Up to 60000 in reimbursement are available for fertility and infertility treatment costs, adoption, surrogacy, and off-site 
perseverance. I hope I said that right. While many WNBA players supplement their income during the offseason by playing overseas, that option presents mothers with another difficult choice. Leave the family or take the family abroad, sometimes to less than secure places. Some mothers playing overseas may not be comfortable taking their children to a foreign land, where learning the language and culture could present challenges. While the money may be lucrative in overseas leagues, choosing to stay home when the opportunity arose, at least for Hawkins, was a no-brainer. Hawkins chose another alternative, competing in Athletes Unlimited, which builds itself as the next-generation professional sports league. Since its inception two years ago, Athletes Unlimited has set up league in softball, volleyball, lacrosse, and basketball, giving female athletes a chance to strive in their chosen sports when playing abroad is not an option or when there are limited opportunities to play professionally after exhausting their college eligibility. It just depends on the circumstances on if I go back overseas. But Athletes Unlimited allowed me to stay stateside, said Hawkins, who has played China and Hungary during her NBA offseason, averaged nearly 25 points a game during AU's month-long season. Camby says her decision not to play in Italy, as she had for three years, was multi-layered. When in Italy, COVID was ravishing the world, and Hamby said, and Hamby had to send her mother and daughter back to the States. She was reunited and weeks later, but the separation took its toll. I like to be around my family. I felt bad that my daughter wasn't able to be with her grandparents and other relatives. I made the decision when COVID hit, and when I came home and got to be here, not a knock on the players that do, said Hamby who bought a house in Vegas and plans on staying as long as she is playing basketball. Do I make less money? Yes. But for me, my priority is my family. So I will take less to be home and be comfortable with the things that matter to me most. So there you have the story of how three women, that's right, how three women balance life, Parenthood and basketball. Well, tell you what, my hour is growing late. This is my Mother's Day edition of the A Train Sports Talk podcast. I really hope you have enjoyed it because I enjoyed bringing it to you. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and bring this train into the track into the station because we're already on the track but i'm gonna bring this train into the station hope you have enjoyed it once again once again i want to say happy mother's day to all the mothers i've enjoyed this show today i'm going to also reach out to the other girls who are just really blowing things up y'all need to pay attention man it is girl chat sports that's right girl chat sports these girls are very knowledgeable and now that I have a new job and a new schedule, maybe I can get one of them on here. I think my being off on Wednesday and Thursday coincide with the time that they are available. So be on the lookout. I plan on getting one of them on my podcast. We've been in communication. Of course, it's been a while since I've gotten adjusted to a new job. 
But uh, let's hope to get those young ladies on here. I'm also wish back out to Coach Laura Carter, who has also taken on a new job. The first time we did an interview, I had some technical glitches that didn't fit the whole interview, but she has moved on, and I hope to get her back on. So once again, I'm getting ready to step out and leave you until the next time. Take care. God bless. And once again, all you wonderful ladies out there, all you wonderful mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm.